The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Suite Podcast. It's your man Edub taking you around the world of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And we have another game, folks. We have another game. I know that if you're listening to this, I know y'all was watching the game. Y'all saw we went down at State Farm Arena. The Atlanta Hawks put down the smackdown on the Charlotte Hornets, sending them uh, sending them fishing, as the crew on TNT would say. Uh, a very thorough game tonight as the Hawks win 132-103 to to Charlotte, setting up a date with the Cleveland Cavaliers on Friday, yes. Um, so what we're gonna do is this: um, we're gonna do some housekeeping. We're gonna recap the game a little bit, and then we're gonna give you. Uh, we're gonna kind of preview the game for Cleveland, uh, just very briefly. I'm gonna give you three keys to victory. Um, what I think the Hawks are gonna need to go into Cleveland and come out with a victory. But for tonight, we're gonna celebrate. Hawks taking care of the Charlotte Hornets, 132 to 103. But first, let's get rid of some of this housekeeping. Um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front, and we would love for you to connect with us. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at HawksBeat. That is how you get at us. And uh, give us a follow. Give us a like and support our social media. We're trying to grow our, uh, our, our web presence, and we're up to... 1199 followers on Twitter. So 
I need somebody to follow me and give me the 1200. That's what I need to do. I need somebody to follow me right now on Twitter and get us to 1200 followers. Uh, again, our Twitter handle is at Hawks beat. So if you stumbled onto the podcast, swing by Twitter and give us a follow. So you can be follower number 1200. And, uh, I'll tell you what, whoever's going to be follower 1200, I'm going to give you a shout out and a follow back automatic follow back. Give me a shout out. Well, I'll give you a shout out. You follow Hawks beat. I'll give you a shout out as our 1200th follower. Can't give you no money or nothing like that because we don't have it like that just yet. But <laughs> give us a follow and be uh, number 1200. We will greatly appreciate it. Also, make sure you, f- you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on all the platforms that you find uh, podcasts for the free. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We are on all those platforms. And we would love for you to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That would really help us in the podcast community. And that would be super awesome. We are brought to you and presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. uh, Part of Fan Sided, Soaring Down South, the Players Network. I mean, the Players Tribune. All of those great publications. And we are delighted to be a part of that group. So uh, show Minute Media some love. Fan sided, soaring down south, all of those great websites. Make sure you show them some love. Um, did I get it all? Did I get it all? I think I got it all. I think I got it all. <laughs> so, listen, I, I know I laid out the program, but I want to do something a little bit different. I normally do the fan feedback in, uh, in the third segment, but I want to start with that. I want to start with the fan feedback. And just want to go through my Twitter and just kind of read some of the interactions I had with some of the guys tonight. Some of the folks that interact with us on Twitter. And uh, shout out to my Twitter followers and shout out to the folks on Instagram. And shout out to um, folks that hit me up at the games. Like, I really appreciate y'all coming up to me and saying what's up. Appreciate y'all approaching me. Uh, That makes me feel good, man. I I like meeting you guys at the games. It's always cool. It's always love. I love chopping it up with y'all. So, if y'all see me at the game, say what's up. You know, I don't bite, you know. <laughs> uh, I wish I would have got my man's name tonight. Uh, I saw one guy out in uh, at the game. He was like, yo, Hawksby, right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get your name, my guy. We were kind of in passing. But uh, big ups to you. I hope you had a good time tonight. And, uh, yeah, if y'all ever see the beat at the game, y'all holler at me. Say what's up. I won't bite. I won't bite. So, um, I normally ask two things at the game, at the end of the game. I say, hey, I want to get your thoughts during the game. Who is your MVP? And I want to just go and read some of the thoughts that you guys hit me up with. Um, Let's see. Let me pull up my Twitter and see what we get. One thing I asked at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Now, the Hawks were up up almost by 30. And I was like, yo, how how long do you play Trey in this fourth quarter knowing that uh you know you got to get them ready for for uh <laughs> for Cleveland and uh let's see who who responded to that uh my guy Dewan he said look I'd give him a few more minutes the game isn't over yet uh yeah that's exactly what Trey did I was speaking with my guy Don at DNA Sports give him a follow he said uh yeah man he's like I wouldn't play him at all <laughs> he said I wouldn't play him at all I would I would let the uh, the bench come in 
And if they can keep it to around 20, I would just let them rest the whole quarter. Um, I don't think Trey played that much at all. In I have to look at the, the stat sheet, but I don't think he played that much in the fourth quarter. My guy, Donnell Suggs, uh, Suggs writer on Twitter. Y'all give him a follow as well. He said, play him zero. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think he played that much in the fourth quarter anyway. Um, as far as the player of the game, um, let's see. Not new to this on Twitter said Capella. Uh, Dewan said D. Hunter. J.F. Willoughby said Dre. Um, let's see. Any other player of the game? My guy Donnell said Kevin Herter. Uh, Bishop on Twitter said Dre. And let me see. One more. One more. Let me get one more. Uh, let's see. True to Atlanta. Let me see. With, at Twitter, uh, Cows Me 6601. They said third quarter Dre. He put the game out of reach. So uh, a lot of votes for Dre. A lot of votes for Capella. And even one for Kevin Herter. I thought all of those guys contributed tonight in a typical Hawks win. I've said many times the Hawks are at their best when they're getting when they have five and six guys in double figures. It's not always Trey. Now Trey is the machine. You know we not fin we not fin to, to dispute that. <laughs> he is definitely the machine that makes everything run. But this Hawks team is at their best when you have about five or six guys in double figures. And that's what it comes down to. So um, let's just kind of go through some of the notes that I took throughout the game. As far as the injuries were concerned, of course, the Hawks were without Lou. The Hawks were without John. And uh, the Hornets were without Gordon Hayward. So... um, both teams, I wouldn't say they were shorthanded, but, you know, Gordon Hayward is a, is a tremendous asset for them. And John Collins is a tremendous asset for the Hawks. So, hey, it is kind of what it is. You you play the guys that are available. Here are the storylines that I had going into the going into the game. And so these are kind of like my pregame storylines, and we'll kind of examine how they went. First question was this. I said, will Trey have another playoff slash play-in moment? (laughs) I said, will they have enough for Cleveland in case they win? And X-Factors, I said, for the Hawks were Bogey and Gallo. For the Hornets, Rozier and Harrell, maybe IT. So let's go examine this first one. I said, will Trey have another playoff moment? Here's the thing. Trey didn't shoot well tonight. But because he didn't shoot well, I don't think that he had a bad game, if that makes sense to you. Just because a player doesn't shoot well doesn't mean that they have a bad game. He ended with 24 and 11 on 8 of 24 shooting, which isn't ideal. He didn't shoot well from the three. He didn't shoot well from the field. But I thought that he played with pace. I thought that 11 assists and three turnovers is pretty good. He was a plus 27. I thought that he made right core. I mean, I thought that um, they were doubling him a lot, trying to get the ball out of his hands, and and that can be a tough assignment. But um, I didn't think that he tried to do too much. Um, He kind of pressed a little bit, I thought, when it came to getting his shots. But I thought overall he played a good game. I don't think he had a playoff moment game like he did in New York. But, hey, got another game. So that's what that is. the second question I had was, will they have enough for Cleveland in case they win? Absolutely. 
Trey only played 33 minutes. Kevin played 29. Capella, 29. Gallo, 29. DeAndre Hunter played 30. So you have all of your starters playing under 35 minutes, which is a really good thing. Um, you get a day off. You, of course, it's a day of travel, but you're not going into a game where you're mentally exhausted, right? Like you're not going into a game where, oh man, they just went into double overtime. Now they got to go to Cleveland. <laughs> like this was a really good, this was a really good fin- uh, a final for them because you didn't have to play your guys a lot of minutes and you can go into Cleveland relatively fresh, relatively fresh. Um, X factors. Um, the Hawks X factors definitely outplayed the Hornets X factors. I put bogey and Gallo as the Hawks X factors. Both of those guys were in double figures. Bogey was 17 Gallo with 10, both shot the ball fairly well, knocked down some threes. And, uh, you can't say the same thing for, uh, the Hornets. Terry Rozier was eight of 22. He, he finished with 21, but he was just off all night. Couldn't buy a shot. And Montrez Harrell, he only played 16 minutes, and he wasn't a factor. That's big to me because traditionally, Montrez eats on the Hawks, man. Like, he always has good games against the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Doesn't matter who he plays. <laughs> but um, definitely won the X-Factor battle. And... uh I knew this was going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, one of the last things I wrote down before the game started was both of these teams are so similar. They're so similar. And I said the first one to 150 wins. <laughs> you know, uh, Hawk scored 132, of course, but I knew it was going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but both teams really want to get up and down the court. Both teams don't really play good defense. And they're going to shoot a ton of threes. And it just so happened that this game tilted in the Hawks' favor. I think them being at home had a had a lot to do with it. I think that had a lot to do with it. Because traditionally, when you're at home, your role players play better. You know, DeAndre, Gallo, Herder, those shots tend to fall easier for those go those guys at home than then they do when they're on the road. So now you got to pick up this circus and go on the road and see how um, how they perform, how they perform. I thought from the outset, this Hawks team came out with a lot of energy, a lot of energy. Um, Trey throws his no look alley-oop to Clint. Clint makes the dunk, and he's banging his chest, right? This was some of the bravado that we didn't really see early in the season. At at all, really, in the season. We saw it kind of in spurts, but we didn't see that swagger. We didn't see that personality from this team. And it was like tonight, I don't know. I don't want to say they flipped the switch, but I'll tell you what. It seemed like they kind of flipped the switch. (laughs) And I'm just talking about from an emotional standpoint. Playoff basketball is totally different. And because of last year's experience, they kind of knew what it looked like, what it smelled like, and what it felt like. So I thought the first quarter, uh, they did a good job of just setting the tempo, setting, um, you know, just just setting the tone for the game. 
Uh, second unit came in in that second quarter, and I thought they did well. I think uh, after the first quarter, Hawks got themselves what like a uh, let's see, it was a it was a nine point lead. Second quarter for a big majority of that, that second unit was able to keep it. Uh, they were able to keep that lead between eight and ten. Pretty much the whole time until Trey Young gets back in, until you know the starters get back in in that second quarter, um, the Hornets actually won the quarter. But I thought the Hawks did a good job of just keeping them at bay, settling in, and uh, you know going into halftime feeling good, playing good. You know, one thing about that second quarter, Gallinari uh, starts to go off a little bit. You know, Trey was kind of struggling shooting the ball. But that's where Gallinari comes in and is like, no, Trey's three at thirteen and the Trey's three at thirteen for the half. But uh, Gallo went into the half with twelve points, Herder with thirteen, and Capella with eleven. That's big when your star is struggling shooting the ball. That was big. And the most important quarter, if you watch this game, you all know what it was. It was that third quarter, man. Like we could have just skipped the first two quarters gone straight to that third quarter third quarter that was the deandre hunter and trey young quarter mainly deandre hunter deandre hunter was good he was very good and i'm gonna say this and i'm not gonna hold my tongue a lot of y'all folks had a lot to say about deandre hunter y'all had a lot to say about deandre hunter and i'll say this he has regressed a little bit this year. He hasn't been the same DeAndre that we were accustomed to seeing. But it's not that he's a bad ball player. I think there may be some other extenuating circumstances. I won't go into that. Kevin Hurd has regressed. A lot of these guys have regressed. But folks, I mean, it's just like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And y'all know I'm, I'm a... I'm, I'm a DeAndre Hunter guy. I really like DeAndre. I think he has a lot of value. I think he kind of messed up his money this year. But, hey, I think he's a lot of value. And I think the Hawks should do what they need to do to keep him around. Anyway, folks was talking about DeAndre. And it was almost like DeAndre was reading the tweets. (laughs) It was almost like DeAndre was reading tweets. And DeAndre's like, oh, I can't do nothing good? Okay, I'm going to show y'all. And in that third quarter, he showed y'all. 16 points in the quarter, 7 of 8 shooting in 10 minutes. He was excellent. He was excellent, man. Excellent. And uh, it was just good to see. It was good to see him be aggressive. And it was good to see him do his thing. Trey Young chips in in the quarter with 14 points and 4 assists. Played the whole quarter. And the Hawks, as a team... Outscored Charlotte 42 to 24. And after that, it was pretty much just academic. It was academic after that. Uh, the fourth quarter was kind of just a formality. Trey Young plays two and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. Played two and a half minutes. And that was it. And that was fine. Like all the starters played under five minutes in the fourth quarter. And that is good. That was good. That was good. So, um, Hawks take care of business tonight. 132 to 103. A lot of people giving their game balls to Dre and Clint. <sighs> Who would I give mine to? 
I would probably give it to Clint. Even though DeAndre had a very good third quarter, Deion, I mean, Clint Capella finishes with 15 points, 17 boards, and uh, I thought he did a great job establishing that inside presence for the Hawks. So uh, if I had an award, I would give it to Clint Capella and honorable mention to DeAndre Hunter, man. So next up is Cleveland. Next up is Cleveland. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a brief pause and I'm going to let the network slide in the commercial if they need to. And if not, you're just going to hear a brief pause. And then I'm going to give you three reasons or three keys to victory for the Hawks to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. So you're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I'm your guy, E-Dub. We will be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast is your man, E-Dub, taking you on the journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Hawks take care of business tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, setting up a matchup against the Cleveland Cavaliers. On Friday night, this will be, it's going to be a game, man. It's going to be a game. Will the Hawks season continue or will it go out with a whimper? (laughs) I'm going to give you three keys to victory uh, for this Hawks uh, team. And if they accomplish these three things, guarantee a victory. I'm going to put it on guarantee a victory. So the first thing is, is this. They're going to have to get stops. We've talked about the defense all season long. We've talked about what it is and what it isn't. They were ranked 27, I think 28. I don't know what the final ranking is for their defensive rating is. But if they come and play like a 27th ranked defense, they will be going home. Period. They will be going home. In the same vein, you have to get stops and you're going to have to rebound. This is a very long and athletic team that you're playing. Kevin Love, marketing, um, Evan Mobley. These are big guys. And sometimes Cleveland likes to play all of those guys all at once. The Hawks have one true big, Clint Capella. Clint Capella. I mean, you got Big O out there, but Big O is, he's what, maybe 6'9", you know? You're going to have to play some defense and get stops, and you're going to have to rebound. So that's key number one. That's key number one. The good thing about the Hawks tonight, and Gallo said this after the game, he said the big thing for us is that we were able to get multiple stops, multiple stops. When you're on the road, you're going to have to get multiple stops and rebound. So, like, that's that's my number one key. Defensive stops and rebounding. Number two, and I know traditionally your role players shoot better at home, but they're going to need to take some of this on the road. Trey's going to do what Trey does. But you're going to need at least 20 from Bogey. And you're going to need Gallo and Herter to both be in double figures. And a Hunter. Period. You're going to need Gallo. Uh, 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 you're going to need Bogey to be uh, give, give you at least 20. You're going to need Gallo, Herter, and Hunter 
to both all be in double figures and Trey's going to do what he does. I don't think Trey's going to have another shooting night like he did tonight. So I imagine he will have a good breakout game. This may be a game where Trey goes for 40. I told my guy Don, I was like, listen, if any, if all else fails, Trey just going to pick this team up on his back and drop a 40 burger on him. Maybe 50 because he can do that. He's that good. He is going to be the best player on the court, and that's going to be advantage Hawks. Now, it's going to be a hostile territory. They're going to be upset because of what they did to Brooklyn or what they didn't do (laughs) to Brooklyn. Uh, It's going to be hostile in territory, but Trey thrives on that. He thrives on that. So if Trey can give you a 40-burger and those other guys can give you what what I asked, then I, I like your chances. So you got to defend, you got to rebound, your role players are going to have to hit, and last but definitely not least, Trey's going to have to be special. Like, I think he's going to have to be special. I don't. I think if he just has an average game, they're not going to win. This is going to be a tough game, and, and some of y'all felt some type of way when, when, when <laughs> the Hawks beat reporter Chris didn't pick the Hawks to win. I don't know why y'all do that. Like, that's a whole other podcast. Like, yo, man, that's that man's opinion. Let that man have an opinion. Golly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an opinion. It's not making... <laughs> and some folks just really take that stuff way too personal. Like, y'all, like, yo, like, you taking it way too personal. Number one, it's sports. Right? Like, it's sports. It's an opinion. You know? And what you guys don't understand, those are us that are in the content creating business. Regardless of how you may feel, our job is to be objective. But at the end of the day, we all want the Hawks to win. We all want the Chris is not rooting against the Hawks. Because when they do well, guess what? His his numbers go up. Just like for me, when the Hawks do well, my podcast numbers go up. And so while I may not be a traditional diehard like some of you guys, I want the Hawks to win every single game. Do I think they're going to win in some certain situations? No, I don't. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. It's not, it's not his job to be a homer. It's not his job to be Bob Rathburn or Dominique. It's not even his job to be Steve Holman. Nah, it's not, you know, let my boy live. You know what I'm saying? Let the boy live a little bit. You know what I mean? But those are the three keys to the Hawks beating Cleveland. Getting stops and rebounding. Uh, Your role players are going to have to show up. They're going to have to show up. And number three, Trey's going to have to be special. He's going to have to be above average. He's going to have to be above average because I think that's what it's going to take for them to win. So, um, I think that's about it, man. It's getting late. I got to work in the morning. Uh, good night down at State Farm Arena. Hopefully, the Hawks will have some more home games and they can get into the playoffs and, you know, see what Miami Heat, you know, see what they're going to do. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this has been the Hawks Week Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us. We still going. We still going on to Cleveland. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So, like we always say, God is good all the time and 
all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.